Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are here with your host, it's Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. This is the Fret Talk Podcast, and you are here with Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself? Yep, I'm, uh, I'm not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I mean, considering <laughs> considering the last cast was literally like minutes before a radiator exploded in my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, this one's slightly less uh, less frantic, a bit more chilled out. So I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, <laughs> how about yourself, Matt? Uh, any any radiators been exploding in your face? Uh, no, I mean we we moved house. Last no week before last, and so far none of the radiators have exploded. I mean, none of the radiators have been switched on, but they also haven't exploded. So, I mean, I'm I'm taking that as an absolute win. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it as a win. I hope that I really hope they don't explode if we turn them on at some point. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, so we mentioned on on last week's cast. The, the reason that you weren't here was because of your move, actually. Uh, and that the internet was supposed to be there, but was not there. <laughs> and Yeah. And uh, <laughs> for our listeners, how is, how is that situation uh, resolved? Has <laughs> is, is that um, worked out now? Yeah, I mean, I now have internet. Um, it's not the internet we pay for. We pay for 80 down, and I'm getting 11 down. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what's like 60, 68, 69 between friends? <laughs> Yeah, 69 69 yeah um, it's it's on its way to being sorted um, yeah. we, we're actually getting upgraded to fibre for free at some oh, nice. point so nice we just have to wait for them to install it in the building which it isn't done yet so that'll yeah. happen at some point yeah I mean it will end up being that your your responses to my questions will be quicker than I'm actually saying them <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's the way that fiber fiber optic broadband works, isn't it? it yeah, it, 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 it to... predicts it predicts what yeah. you're going to say and tells me before you say it. Yeah, it allows kind of very brief time travel. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty much the wonders of the internet, anyway, isn't it? That it's it is a magical. It's the closest thing that we've got to magic. It's definitely the closest thing we've got to magic. I mean, like. Even 15 years ago, could you really have imagined video chatting and being able to actually see the other person as well as hear them? Yeah, I mean, like 15 years ago, you would have been you would have been pushing the boundaries if you would have been able to draw things on paint and send them to each <laughs> other. Yeah, yeah, I remember in high school. So I guess it's like 11 years ago where you'd have MSN, where you'd have the video but no audio, and then you'd have to type your questions to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, yeah. I've done a fair few of those. Uh, audio or no video, and video no audio. And you're just yeah. like, what's going on? Why is it not working? <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, that's right, because we've got basically shitty 90s internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's better now. And the the fact that we can see each other and we it, it looks pretty decent, uh, pretty decent video quality. We don't look like we're recorded through potatoes. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's pretty standard, uh, pretty standard stuff. I mean if it gets any higher def, I'm gonna have to start looking after myself. 
Because uh, yeah, same. <laughs> I, I work on the uh, on the averages. The internet's not that good. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like I've I've also now with the spoiler alert, the new recording setup that I've got, I can at least cover half of my face with a pop filter. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I mean, you've you've now kind of overtaken me in the the professionalism stake. Yours yours looks like a professional uh, setup, whereas I am still holding a fuzzy microphone. <laughs> I mean it I mean yeah I mean I've got the 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 kind of um like f- football commentator look going on Yeah John so, Watson from the <laughs> yeah from the 80s Yeah 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 like yeah 80s 80s football <laughs> commentary But hey ho it's, if it works it works doesn't it Yeah I mean um, I've actually had the the arm that I've got this new microphone sat on for a while, but um, I haven't had anywhere to clamp it to, <laughs> whereas now I do. I've got a a, a, um, a gooseneck arm thing. Um, it's for um, it's got a mobile phone attachment though, rather than a a microphone attachment. So I could I could have where you got to see <laughs> more of my face, close up of your face. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And to be fair, I probably should do that for the live streams. However, like that's another thing to set up. <laughs> and yeah, we we already push it for time, don't we? We we're already pretty yeah. close. So yeah. So uh, so what you been up to anyway, Matt? Been up to any guitar-y things? Yeah, um, I've had a couple of gigs since I was last on. Um, I think the Hawaiian theme one was since the last cast. Hold your horses there, Matthew. <laughs> A Hawaiian themed gig. Yeah, um, there's photos of me on Facebook. I think you might have to be friends with me to see them. Of um, Basically, we were told, can you dress in loud summer clothes? So... I did, yeah. And I basically I went to Primark and not Primark, uh, Peacocks, and I bought the loudest shorts and the loudest shirt that I could find that would fit me, um, and it cost me like fifteen quid. <laughs> I mean that is that is money well spent there. You'll be you'll be definitely getting your mileage out of those. Yeah, and actually, playing in shorts was a godsend because it was really hot in that room, yeah. um, and. Like some of the guys had just gone, oh, we'll just like wear what I'd wear on holidays. And uh, the other guitarist was in chinos and a white shirt, and he was absolutely drenched in sweat by the end mm-hmm. of the night. And I was yeah. loving the fact that I was just in shorts and a, a really light, loud t shirt. Yeah, you go up to him at the end, and you go, who looks stupid now? And they go, <laughs> Matt, it is still you. It is very much still you. Yeah. Yeah, so we did that, and then I. Uh, it, this Saturday just gone, um, I did a Peaky Blinders themed night. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was black trousers, white shirt, braces, black tie. Yeah, I mean, that's, totally different. That is very much my neck of the woods, that is. Uh, the whole Peaky Blinders thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten it was set in Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually they do a lot of the filming at uh, the Black Country Living Museum, which... Is pretty much as boring as it sounds, um, <laughs> but yeah. So it's 
kind of uh, like a throwback tone uh, to the old like industrial revolution kind of style um, West Midlands, and they do a lot of the the film in there. So there's uh, there's a bit of merchandise and uh, some uh, kind of clips from the show plastered up all around. Um, not being a, a fan of the show in any sense of the words, it's completely lost on me whenever I go there. So, I mean, I've never seen it at all. I basically the, the we did a, a summer party for a company, and they said, "Yeah, um, can you can you all dress up as sort of nineteen twenties that kind of dress?" and Here's, here's some photos of Peaky Blinders if you've never seen it before. I mean, I do have Google. I don't know, don't quite know yeah. why they sent me photos of something I could have just Googled. But. Yeah, yeah. Here is a picture. Yeah. <laughs> this like top top Google image search. You should have yeah. turned up in Game of Thrones where it says, "Oh, I knew it was one of these hit shows." Ah, oh. <laughs> turned up dressed as a Dothraki. I was thinking more uh, Daenerys. Turn up, full Blondwig. Flowing dress. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I've gigged with a flat peak on for the first time in my life. Nice. Um, that was. I, I. I. We set up for that gig, and I came home and I dug out my giant eighteen-inch fan because I was like, "There's no way I'm going to cope wearing a hat inside tonight." And the only white shirt I have has shirt sleeves rather than short sleeves, so. Yeah, yeah. it's like there was no way I was coping without a fan pointed at my face for the entire for the entire set. But yeah, um, it was actually really good fun. Um, everybody at the event was also kind of dressed up in that theme, um, including all like the waiting on staff and the bar staff, and everybody sort of got involved, and it was a really fun thing to be involved in. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds uh, sounds like they put the effort in, and rather rather than just making the band look like a tit. Yeah, because that Which, that would be quite fun. Go, yeah. We want you to dress all as uh, as Sesame Street characters. <laughs> it's a Sesame Street themed party. Then everyone else just turns up in like work do stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you're there dressed as the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm stupid enough that I'd have done it, but yeah, absolutely. They, they, if they're they paying for it, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been using the the Tate effects Raise the Dead in places where you don't particularly need to use <laughs> massive oh, amounts of fuzz. Yeah, I mean the last last uh, podcast it was um, you were waiting for it to arrive, and then directly after the podcast you sent me a picture of it arrived. <laughs> yeah, it arrived whilst we were podcasting. That's right. So yeah. I haven't spoken about that, have I? Um, no, you haven't. No. So it's how, how incredible. It? It's absolutely incredible. It's it's a smile machine is the the best way to sort of announce. like at the same time I put two pedals on my board. I put the JSA compressor and yeah. I put the the Tate FX Raise the Dead. Um, if you want the best cheap compressor on the market, buy the JSA compressor. It's the easiest thing to dial in in the world. It just makes your tone better without you noticing it and the only time I noticed it was in when I turned it off um, yeah, yeah, yeah. simple to dial in with that extra LED that kind of flashes when the, the compression is happening yeah really really good functional pedal um, and I will use it for every single song for the first time in 
however long I've been playing, I'm now going to have a compressor on all the time. Yeah, um, my boy. Which is tantamount to how good that that compressor is. Um, so I put that on the board, and at the same time, I put the Razor Dead. And whilst for most indie and like classic rock stuff, it yeah. it's not needed. It's <laughs> it's found its way into songs. <laughs> yeah, it's found it's you've found its way. You've also purchased a giant shoehorn to try and get it into everywhere. <laughs> that you... Yeah, well, I I mean, there's not many places that you can use it. So um, it's in Love Machine by Girls Aloud. So mm. I, 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 I use it in that <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, imagine that, but just fuzzy. Um, yeah. And for half of the solos that I get in Johnny Be Good, I now use it. Um, <laughs> that is that is wildly inappropriate, but I am I'm on board with this. Yeah, um, I also use it in the Beatles number that we do. <laughs> Saw her standing there, so I get a solo in the solo place, and I get a solo as the outro. Oh. So the solo in the normal place gets like classic sounding normal guitar, and the solo in the outro gets fuzz. Nice. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll find other places to shoehorn it in. I mean, it, there's far more places I can use it with the other band where, you yeah. know, there's places where there is fairly raucous lead lead playing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, the Race of the Dead is is uh, as as you've quite quite rightly coined it a smile machine, but it is it, it is what the one sound, isn't it? You've got you've got that. Raucous sound because the 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 only dial on it is is more essentially like more volume, um, yeah. And when you when you completely crank the bollocks off it, it, it gives you a little bit more gain as well by virtue of it just being louder. Um, yeah. um, I mean, I've not had it past twelve o'clock because yeah. that's way above Unity, yeah. and I've been using it in a live setting. I think if I put it all the way up, I'd probably just get feedback because I stand. Five foot from my amp. Yeah, I mean that's that is that's a fair assumption. Uh, and yeah, the the tape stuff it it does have a generous amount of uh, volume on tap. Uh, yeah. So anywhere bet- like up up to twelve o'clock is is standard for it. Um, yeah, I mean twelve o'clock's way above Unity, and the the good thing is it's not one of those fuzzes that gets lost in the mix. Um, it it does like it, it it kind of sits in the right range for guitar sounds in that it doesn't get lost. It's not one of those one that's too woofy or too kind of like high and gets lost. It's in the right place in the mix. And when you want to make it go louder, you can kick a tube screamer in the front end of it, and it's yeah. amazing. And having a fuzz pedal that doesn't need to be the first pedal on your board is great. Yeah, I mean that the the, uh, the transformer uh, pickups that simulator is an absolute godsend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It just means that you can drop it in to the space that you've created on your board, and you can either run drive into it or run it like after yeah. a, an octave pedal, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so handy. Our uh, our good friends Joe over at uh, Hello Sailor did a, a little uh, experiment video on his um, on his Instagram uh, it was within the last couple of days uh, where he shows the difference between 
uh, a range master without the the transformer mod, and then a range master with the transformer mod, and the the one we without uh, got real real nasally and and got quite unpleasant, uh, and the one with the uh, with the transformer just it sounded like lot like the range master does, which is because his his take on the range master is is not that kind of um, gramophone focused kind of honky uh, frequency it's it's quite full sounding still isn't it it is it's very full sounding um there's the one that i've got um has two different eqs on a switch and um, one that actually gives it like a fatter sound so it's almost more like a mid boost rather than a, yeah. a treble boost and the other one is the more vintage sounding um, eq for a, for a range master mm. um, and i've got it in the the, the sound that just kind of chunk chunk it adds that kind of mid focus and I tend to find that a lot of the time I'll have my uh, hot cake as my normal drive and then I'll just use the range master to add a little bit more gain but also to add in those extra frequencies yeah um, and just give give myself a fuller sound um, I, I love the range master the range master is fast becoming one of my favorite pedals as well Oh, you've got to stop telling me this. You've really got to stop. You need one. You need. You absolutely do need one. Uh, yeah, I've. I mean, I've convinced myself of that. So, <laughs> I need people to to talk me out of it. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to find that here. Nope. Uh, I've 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 looked far and wide on the internet as well, and everyone who's come into contact with uh, with Joe's Range Masters has, has said exactly the same thing. Says, "Yep, you need one." Yeah, I mean, it, it was it Guitarist Magazine he was in the other week with the fella from that pedal show? Yeah, uh, Chris Buck, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I happened to get him uh, early because I'm subscribed to uh, to a few of these guitar magazines. So I, I, I'm sure I shared it on social media. Or I might have uh, sent the, the picture to Joe and was like saying, hey, up, who's this, uh, who's this famous... Uh, Famous chap being mentioned there. He was abs- absolutely beaming about it. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like I say, one of my favourite pedals. So yeah, I've just been uh, so I've added all those pedals to be bought, or the, the, those two pedals to be bought, and just been sort of gigging and practicing with a new band as well. With doing some fairly different stuff, um, like right the way from Fats Domino to Muse in the last sort of the last couple of practices that we've done so yeah um, all in all c- good fun I mean you say fat stomach those of you on my uh, on my uh, my phone's shuffle mode uh, today I was driving somewhere and I've I, I very rarely uh, put any like, any, any like playlists or anything on I'll just put it on shuffle uh, and it had um it's, it kicked off with like an Alanis Morissette tune um, and then went directly from Alanis Morissette to Megadeth. As you do. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> I mean, there's not many people that have both of those in the same play- playlist. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but I, I, I have been really bitching about, uh, about my... Um, the the music on my phone at the moment because uh, I've, I've not long ago had a new phone 
Um, and it's an Android, so it doesn't faff about with having to sync with iTunes and then do this, that, and that. I just had, like, all of my old iTunes folders. I could just literally copy them over. Uh, so I did that um, from from my old computer's uh, iTunes. But this was a, a communal computer. It was uh, not only mine, but my, my brother and my mum as well all shared this computer. So... It's got it's got like tons of really great music on, but it's also got like some uh, some kind of two thousands ish like new metal and like industrial and <laughs> some of this stuff, uh, which happens to be my brother and not my mum. Um, just in case, surprise. yeah, just in case you were wondering. So yeah, I mean, like there's there'll be like Marilyn Manson. There's, there's about like. 12 Marilyn Manson albums and I, I can stand a, a little bit of Marilyn Manson but when the shuffle hits me with like three or four in a row I'm like oh fuck this shit <laughs> and yeah there's there's quite a few times like Evanescence as well like I could I could deal with a, like a good maybe four or five Evanescence songs but they have to be very sparsely spread out <laughs> I mean, I only know one Evanescence song. Well, I mean, if you know one Evanescence song, you know most of them, because right, okay, they've got they they do that that um, kind of chug rhythm because dug 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 dug, and it does that in every song pretty much. Do they uh, all have the piano intro as well? I mean, there's there's a lot of piano in there. Um, yeah, so so it's it's very formulaic. Um, so the, yeah, there's that. There's Marilyn Manson. There's Evanescence, uh, a band called Mindless Self Indulgence as well, which uh, I never, never really got at all. So whenever they come along, I can't skip fast enough. Never heard of them. No, uh, well, exactly the same with me. But my brother loved them. So uh, I mean, there's no accounting for taste, is there? Hopefully, he'll be listening <laughs> to this and cursing my name. Um, because he's uh, he's recently jumped on the bandwagon of the of the Fret Talk podcast, um, even though he's he's not a a, a huge guitar fan. Um, it, I mean, he 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 knows five chords, um, and every so often he will he will take one of my guitars, assert that he knows these five chords, and then that will be it. And uh, put it back down again. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Mixed in with that, there will be pentatonic scales are uh, tough or um, palm mutants too hard. And then <laughs> and then he'll put the guitar down. Wow, okay. There, there was very much, there was a wall where my brother hit with his guitar playing uh, career, which was, can't do palm muting, palm mutants too hard, fuck this. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, I take it it's is it five open chords? Was he trying to play like Summer of '69 and he couldn't get that palm muting on the D for the intro? Well, I mean, because <laughs> I I, uh, I had a go at teaching him some stuff, and was just like, if you want to get down to like rocking, uh, like pretty much like a, a whole bunch of classic rock, you can do it using power chords. And if you if you can do power chords and you can palm mute, you've got you've got a whole bunch of like 
metal and rock. Uh, you you can pretty much play any punk music. Um, so yeah, you sorted. Uh, yeah. And it was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds really cool. Oh, this is hard. Fuck. No, I don't want to practice that. <laughs> so that that was his uh, his career with with guitar. Um, maybe one day he'll, he'll he'll pick it up and give it a good go. Maybe he'll just continue playing the same five chords. Fuck. I'm sure we can play half of like eighties and nineties music with those five chords. Yeah, I mean if if I got him a capo, he'd be able to play a whole bunch Underwater. of like Ed Sheeran hits and Taylor Swift and Yeah, all these all these ones. But uh not entirely sure he's a massive uh, massive Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift. He does like Bruno Mars, uh, which is which is a bit of a strange one. Um, so may, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll teach him some Bruno. Yeah, do it, bro. If you're listening, uh, I will. T- I'll teach you some Bruno. I'll teach you some Bruno. So there we go. Um, you've got a, another little what you've been up to, but I want to I want to segue because we were talking. We were talking fuzz, and I think this is a nice way to segue into something that I've done this week, um, yeah. which at the moment, <laughs> I'm recording this podcast, is not out. Um, but there's um, th- there will be, by the time that this podcast is actually released, um, there will be a video uh, on the Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube channel, because um, we haven't done one in, in maybe a week and a half, two weeks now. It's, it's the holiday season. It's very warm. Um, we're we're both dealing with childcare, so just 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 give us a, give us a bit of time. Um, so yeah, the um, I, I managed to do a recording of uh, the JSA uh, muff fuzz. Uh, so it's appeared on my uh, my Instagram channel. Oh, pardon me. Um, <coughs> exactly. Sorry. Uh, so it's it's appeared on my uh, Instagram channel. Um, uh, a, a good couple of months back um, when I first got it and there were some magical sounds that I was getting out of it. So I thought I'd do, I'd do it the business and do it like a proper review. Um, and much like the race of the dead, it's goddamn awesome. It's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's noisiness. And there's, I mean, we go, we go through like the, how it, how it responds to the volume and you can go, Getting it really kind of uh, to almost like a crispy overdrive uh, with the volume control, and then bringing it back up for raucous fuzziness. Um, the volume control as well, because it's quite—it's a bit like the Rise of the Dead in the fact that it's not—it's uh, not overly warm sounding, which is why it sits really nicely in a mix. Um, yeah. But if you do want that kind of vintage, warm, um, fuzz facey tone, um, you just roll back on the the tone control, and you you are absolutely there. Uh, so there's there's like shed loads of versatility, even though again this is like a single knob uh, fuzz pedal. And then there's uh, there's one more kind of cheeky trick that I do do with it. I think I did it on my my Instagram channel, but. Um, I I ran a uh, a Moore 
Ensemble King. It's like the the CE3 um, clone um, into it. So I think it was at the front end. Uh, and it it sounds a little bit. And I'm not I'm not I'm putting my hands up here and saying that it's not. This is not 100% authentic by any means, but it, it <laughs> sounds uni vibey enough to do that Hendrix thing that you go, yeah, that I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll feel inspired by this. And just as a disclaimer, I am not saying a, an ensemble king into a fuzz pedal will make it sound exactly like Jimi Hendrix and you you won't have to do any tone tone chasing after that. It sounds close enough. So <laughs> it it was yeah. it was good enough for me to have have a, a great great bit of fun in an afternoon. That's uh, it. As long as it inspires you to to do something then it doesn't need to be perfect, does it? Absolutely that. And I think um it it inspires me in the same way that getting that exact tone would as well so yeah so isn't that what it's all about i mean i do i do need a univibe pedal don't get me wrong but having a does anybody actually need a univibe pedal i mean need is a need is a, a very <laughs> a very um difficult term to describe uh, to define isn't it Oh, you were the one that brought it up. Mm. But <laughs> just saying it now, I need a Univibe pedal. Uh, so, Matt, you, uh, as I did say, you've got some, some more what you've been up to. And you, uh, you've got a little bit more on the, the silent recording, sorry, silent practice um, solution that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, haven't you? Yeah, so when moving, I found something that I'd forgotten that I owned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as we all do, you know, we have gear that's lying around, buried under other gear. Yeah, um, buried under boxes of new gear that you've put on top of your gear, forgetting it exists. And I found my Boss ME eighty, and I was like, "Oh, this has a headphone out." Yeah. Well, I don't need to buy anything for silent practices. I mean, the the ME eighty as as much as it got. A fairly bad rap for not being the greatest multi-effects. Yeah, it gets close enough for you to, if it, like for any sort of silent practice for me, certainly at the moment. Like if I, if I was going to just try and do silent recording, I'd probably need some form of like amp sim and cab sim because I think the amp sims in there are not the best. The drives yeah. are okay, but in terms of if I need to teach myself six tracks before I go to a band practice um, and it's two o'clock in the morning and I've just got home from work and I can't wake the upstairs or downstairs neighbours or uh, my mum who is in the next room to me, I can plug this in and the only thing anybody else hears is the strings on the guitar um, Yeah, and like I can be hearing fuzz tones or drive tones or you know chorus or flange delay reverb whatever i need to be sort of having a fiddle with um, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I, I can do that i can set up it's got its own patches set up for certain stuff or i can use yeah. the manual mode and, and and set my own patches up there's eq in there there's amp sims there's drives there's delays there's reverbs there's all sorts of like pitch shifting and stuff yeah um, yeah. 
really cool piece of equipment that I forgot I owned. Yeah, it's it's quite comprehensive, isn't it? Um, and like you say, if you if you comparing it to the solutions that are available today, it is always always gonna uh, gonna fail. But if you're comparing it to uh, the alternative, which would be practicing unplugged, you are absolutely going to get closer uh, to being inspired with the uh, the practice that you're doing if you've got a chorus tone for a song that you need chorus on, rather than just hearing the the the, 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 the silent plinking of strings. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's exactly that, and a lot of the sounds in there are quite good because they're like yeah, Cosm uh, driven, aren't they? Yeah, and it's like bosses' pedals are in the like versions of bosses' own pedals are in there. So like the chorus sounds are supposed to be from the CE five, and then you've got like the OC two is the Oxiva that's modelled in there, not the OC three because they realise that that's not as good, um, <laughs> and there's. There's, there's like, yeah, so like the phaser and the flanger and all, all, all those kind of boss pedals that are kind of industry standard to a point. Yeah, they are ubiquitous, aren't they? Um, and even like even the ones that you'd consider better will have taken, uh, will have taken boss pedals as a springboard quite a few, like half of the time they'll they'll take because uh, you hear so many like. Blues driver inspired or yeah yeah I mean it's just quite often it's like the CE uh, CE one and the CE two were considered like holy grails of uh, of chorus sounds yep then so yeah yeah I mean, absolutely yeah. and thinking about it because um, we moved and most of my gear ended up going to the other guitarist's garage so that I had the ability to use my car to move stuff. Um, doing all this silent stuff was on my um, home-built Telecaster with a single coil in the neck of the bridge, which I've probably not played for six, seven years. Yeah. And and it's far too heavy for me to ever use live on stage because it, it weighs more than like three normal Gibson Les Pauls because it's made of fairly cheap woods mm. um, but it's made me really cover a single coil single coil telecaster yep I mean I know a guy who can hook you up <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah standard tellies are they are worth um, worth exploring because yeah yeah, and, I, and I, I even use the tone control. I feel a bit dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's got to be after seeing that uh, that budget pedal chap video, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas yeah. talking about the tone control <laughs> being magical, I'm sure that was on a telly as well, wasn't it? That that video. It was a telly. It was a telly. You're right. If if you're gonna be using a tone control, the Telecaster is definitely the guitar that you want to be using it for. Because they, yeah. they, they can get a little bit harsh. And you can tweak that out with this magical control. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like Leo Fender thought about this. 
<laughs> that, yeah, that might get a little bit bright. So let, let's add something in there. Oh dear. Right, should, do you reckon we should do some news? Yeah, go on. I think we're we're far enough in now that we can touch on a little bit of news. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've still got some more what we've been up to, but I don't think I'll bother. I think we'll just do some news because I, I kind of want to talk about some of these. Uh, do you know, being a, a a vaguely news-related podcast, it's our news-related podcast. We should we should do some. So let's do some. Go right. On. So, uh, the the guitar that caused a massive, massive shitstorm, uh, what, like two years ago, was it? Something like that? I don't even think it was that. I think it was last year. You reckon? Maybe. I, I reckon it was 2018. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll run with that. Um, so, the PRS Silver Sky, um, like we say, the 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 causer of many memes um there was a, a a sneaky little thing on John Mayer's Instagram um which showed a a silver sky in a really boring color um but with a maple neck uh and this is something that the silver sky has not um not had before so there is uh, little ripples in the, uh, the the waters of guitar news, saying that there may be a uh, uh, an update to the Silver Sky range involving Maple Nicks. Um But not only that as well, uh, there was a, a video. Uh, a, uh, it was a PRS um, factory tour video. Uh, the COO Jack Higging Bottom. Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know whose bottom he's higging, but uh, we are we are infantile, aren't we? Um, it's the it's the scene from the Minions film, the first one, Despicable Me. Uh, bottom, <laughs> bottom. Uh, um, so yeah, he hinted very very strongly uh, of an SE version of the Silver Sky. Um, I've played a few Silver Skies and they were good. Uh, so They was good. Yeah. So I, I went in to trying them kind of thinking that I would not like them because there's, there's a lot about it that, that would suggest that it ain't my thing. So the slightly lower... Stupid scale length. Uh, I mean, the, the PRS scale length, it's neither here nor there. Um, in fact, actually, it's probably, probably a bit nicer for me because it's slightly shorter than Fender, um, which would lead it to having slightly reduced kind of string tension. Um, but the, uh, the slightly lower output pickups, um, I've not got along with, with struts before. Um, and the 7.25 inch radius, I definitely know that I've not got on, on with those before. Um, no matter how many times I tried to make the uh, the strings choke out on the Silver Sky, they did not. Uh, and they were set flawlessly as well. 
Uh, so it was, yeah, it, it was quite a uh, quite a sobering experience when I tried the Silver Skies, and they were not one of them was was a bad player as well. They were all very very consistent. Um, so Maple Neck version, quite interesting. I mean, it, it's it's just them opening it up to those kind of players. Like, I would always choose Rosewood over Maple, but there are plenty of players out there who are going to choose Maple over Rosewood. Yeah. If they want a PRS Silver Sky instead of a Fender, then th- th- this now gives them the option to have their, their Maple Neck on their, on their Silver Sky. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, there's there's a a definite following of uh, of PRS players, um, and a lot of the time they suggest that the uh, that PRSs are um, hugely consistent and almost kind of clinically perfect guitars, um, and some people absolutely adore that. Um, it's it's, it's a, a criticism of. Uh, that's, that quite a few people suggest of like boss pedals and and uh, the TC um, pedals as well is that they are a bit too perfect um, that they lack lack character and lack soul but you you'll find that certain people gravitate towards them um, and the the silver sky definitely gives those the the people who who are definitely uh, like camp PRS. It gives them the the triple single call option without compromising uh, the the PRS thing. Yeah. Um. But the the thing that really uh, excited me was the SEs because realistically, I ain't buying a two and a half grand strap, not strap. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. I I just I'll, I'll never. Be focused enough on a, a silver sky at two and a half thousand pounds, whereas an SE, if it comes in at under the thousand pound mark, all of a sudden starts waving at you, doesn't it? Well, that's it. I mean, like if if I had two and a half grand to spend on uh, on a guitar, the silver sky wouldn't even make the top ten, uh, even though it was. Like I say, I, I, I played, uh, I've played about three of them now, and they've all been absolutely excellent. They've sounded great. They've played great. Uh, they've resonated well with me. Um, but if I'm spending two and a half grand on an instrument, I want it to be something that I would not put down, that I would uh, be playing every day. And I don't, I just don't think that the uh, the ST was that. Sorry, the the Silver Sky was that. However, it was a good good guitar, uh, and it was a bit quirky and a bit interesting. Uh, and if they're doing uh, the Silver Sky at like, <coughs> if they're doing the Silver Sky at like seven hundred quid, um, which very uh, very common place for the uh, the SE stuff, if they're doing it around that price. I'd be I'd be interested in uh, taking another look. That's something that I could potentially um, justify more so. Yeah, I mean, I I mean I said to you I can't remember it was before the cast or earlier on in the cast that 
my next purchase will probably be a strap. Mm-hmm. And then I've talked about how I want to suit like single coil telly, so maybe that'll one of them will come first and then the other yeah. one. But um if I get to the point where it's bonus time um and the company performs well and I perform well, I'm not gonna get two and a half grand to drop on a to drop on a silver sky, but I might get enough that I can make up to eight hundred and fifty quid for a, for one of these silver skies and all of a sudden that, that comes in the running along with the the Fender Player series and the the Nick Johnson's not too far from that, is it? Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of competition in that price range. Um and we were talking before the cast about the uh the the, the player series and again um I, I went to guitar guitar with uh with Yeomans uh, it was a fair few moons ago now. Um, where we were basically doing some strat shootouts. Um, the Silver Sky was one of the uh, one of the guitars that came into it. There was uh, a Sir, um, a higher end Fender, uh, the Nick Johnston uh, Schecter, and and then uh, eventually we we got on to trying all of, all of the other things, which the um, the standard player. Stratocaster came into it like a, a two-tone uh, player Stratocaster with a maple neck as well, which again um, is is not the thing that we were potentially looking towards for that shootout, but it it was there and it was um, it was within well within the budget because it was like five hundred ish, um, and it stood up really well against against all of these other much pricier instruments. Um, but yeah, that that kind of that price bracket. If you talk kind of four hundred to like eight hundred quid, you have got so much choice um, for for S style guitars. Yeah, and I think that that might be a decision that I make. I have to make in the next twelve months. Yeah, I will very much be uh, be helping you along with that decision and uh, potentially firing links of. Of sing, <laughs> single core guitars towards you. Uh, I I won't say no. There we go. Uh, so that's uh, that's one thing that's that's happened this week. Um, uh, ju- just before we move on, we oui, twentieth oui. of March two thousand and eighteen, the first Silver Sky shipped. Okay, okay. So not as long as I thought. Then it seemed like it. Yep. It it just seems like it has been a bit of a mainstay, which. Which is great. Hello, cat. Yeah. It's a, don't know if you can see. Cat's just. I can. Yeah. I am now part of this podcast. So, say hi, podcast. I don't think she. I don't think she wants to. <laughs> uh, but she does. She does seem to want to sit on my lap. So, we'll allow that. Um. So moving on to the next thing. Um. We've got the the Marshall Studio Vintage SV20 head. Uh, this is um, something that I think it was it was uh, announced at Winter Winter Nam. I think it was the thing that I played at the Birmingham Guitar Show. Uh, but they are hitting shops now, and it's ticking a few boxes for me. <laughs> um, so just as a reminder, it's essentially like a twenty watt plexi. 
So it's got the four inputs, so you can uh, blend channels. Um, it's uh, two ECC83 preamps. Uh, it's got uh, ECC83 as a phase inverter um, valve as well, and two EL34 valves. Uh, so slightly smaller uh, than the the 84s. Uh, obviously, being 20 watt makes sense. Yep. Uh, it does a 20 watt to a 5 watt mode so potentially bedroom safe although that being said I own a, a Blackstar HC5 and if I'm winding that up to to a point where the the valves are cooking that's waking everyone up so <laughs> yeah everybody in the street that's <laughs> it <laughs> yeah um, so you like Potentially making it slightly, slightly more um, house friendly. I don't think uh, I don't think you're going to be getting it for the uh, the flat because, like I say, <laughs> um, definitely neighbour neighbour um, aggravating. Uh, it's got an effects loop, which is brilliant. It's got multiple uh, multiple outs, so you've got a, a four, eight, and sixteen ohm out. So it makes it extremely versatile what you pair it up with um and it's got the the thing that really impressed me is it's got a di cab emulated out as well okay <coughs> that's that's quite handy if you want to do silent recording thingies well this is this is my thought process and this is something that I really want to do which is silent silent recording but if I could do silent recording with uh, an amp that does a, a decent clean tone, which you can get out of Marshalls, or a driven tone, which you can definitely get out of Marshalls, then, um, yeah. Uh, the, the the issue, however, comes in the fact that their, uh, their price is 849 which is not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, but that's for a 20 watt head so if you put that in pers- uh, perspective the uh, Blackstar HT20 Mark II head I think is probably about 500 quid um, yeah. so, so it, it's going to be somewhere, somewhere similar uh, does it have all the features I think it's got an effects loop uh, it's got I don't think it's got a DI emulated out but I think it's got a, an emulated out so an un, un, unbalanced uh, emulated out um, and I don't think it's got the power soak mode in it but uh, like is that really worth the extra um, what are we talking like 300 quid uh, depends on what you want. Yeah, it, I suppose it does. I suppose it does. But like they'll they'll be relatively similar. Um, so I think we'll we'll leave that one, leave that one where it is. And I think next time I'm in a guitar shop, I might might give it a go. Um, Electro Harmonics, Electro Harmonics. <laughs> They're a company, aren't they? They are. They make some wonderful pedals. They do. Um. They they're the company that keeps on giving because 
during these kind of uh, dry spell periods, so directly after um, summer and winter now, where you usually have like a, a drought of anything news related, EHX are always coming in to, to save the day. Uh, and that's what they've done this, uh, this week. They have uh, announced another one in their nine series. Uh, so they they had the key nine and the synth nine and the uh, B9 a and B9 C9 and C9 nine. and yeah Mel nine Mel nine yeah uh, they've they've come up with the base nine <laughs> yeah the base nine right right so uh, base nine it does exactly what it says on the tin so nine different varieties of Bass tones. Uh, so let's let's read through them and and see what we can what we can deduce from this. Uh, so we've got P bass. No uh, no prizes to work out what that what that suggests. No, is, is that maybe a Fender jazz bass? Well, I think it, it, it's called precision. Uh, so yeah, P bass P bass is very very uh, obvious. There's one called fretless, um, which is um, quite interesting because it. It does um like electric fretless, but also uh the control goes um from from one side to the other you get um more towards an upright bass sound. Uh and then I think the second control adds like a chorus effect to it. So you can get a kind of Jacko uh sound. Um we've got synth which is based on the Taurus uh, synth bass, which, no, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, uh, I assume it's some sort of bass synth thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, having listened to the uh, the, the product demo of it, it sounds quite synthy. It sounds common. It sounds like something you will have heard before. Yeah. Um, there's virtual, which is a really... Strange concept. So it's not based on any on any bass in particular. Um but it allows you to kind of dial in uh multiple bass sounds. And I'm not quite sure how it does that. So I think it's kind of like a generic bass sound and then you, you dial in certain like airiness and, and whatnot. Um I know I've missed out one off here. Um there was um, Longhorn, I think there was one called Longhorn, which was based on a, um, a DC. Dan, yeah, it's based on a Dan Electro uh, style, um, and and that that one starts off at like a, a a drop tune, and then you kind of one of the controls takes you down a, a semitone each time uh, until you get to like bass tone. Um, Bode which is uh, basically like a, a synthy cello sound, uh, which didn't sound as bad as it sounds like it is when I describe it. Uh, split bass. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that, that cello one, they've just ripped straight from the Mel 9 cello mode because it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> they may very well have done. <laughs> I mean, why make more work for yourself? Um, so this uh, split bass, which is um, it 
basically it only put uh, adds base notes to notes under a certain threshold, and that that threshold is uh, F sharp three. So essentially, you've got uh, the majority of your, your E and your A string, and then a couple of frets on your D string, which can trigger these these bass notes. Great for uh, jazz comping. Um, players like uh, Pat Metheny um, have done that, like in real life, where they've got like the bottom two strings have been like a bass string. And then the the top four they've they've done chord clusters over the top of, so that's quite clever without having to have mental instruments. Um, there's three o three, which is apparently the the Roland TB three o three, which again, like, I believe you. I, just, I assume it's a keyboard or a synthesizer. Yeah, there was there was one of them that was uh, like played with pedals, like. It looked like a, an organ at your feet. Um, I assume that's probably this one. It might be the other one. Uh, who knows? Um, if you want some some proper uh, <laughs> uh, proper information on it, check out the the HX video. Um, unless you are a massive synth nerd, I don't think many of us really care. Um, <laughs> so. There's that, and then there's the final one, which is the flip-flop mode, which is based on the electroharmonics octave mu- multiplexer. Um, but uh, they they uh, make a point to say that it's um, it's improved uh, an improved version of it, so it tracks better and and doesn't quite freak out at certain points. Um, yeah. And- and if you're in Australia, that mode's called the thong mode. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, love it. Um, so, you, you've uh, you've heard the video as well, haven't you, Matt? I have heard the video. Um, I was actually <laughs> the one who sent the video to the group the day it dropped. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and and what what's your uh, what's your thoughts on the sounds of this this pedal? Um. <laughs> Well, like, the the guy starts a video by saying, have you ever been in a situation where your bassist isn't there and you need to have bass sounds? And I'm like, well... No. <laughs> if the ba- if the bassist hasn't turned up, we've probably cancelled the gig. That's it, yeah. Because um, <laughs> if I have to play the bass sounds, who's going to play my bits? It's exactly that, isn't it? But um, yeah, like if we get onto the sounds, the the first one is called P bass or precision or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, the sound is the right octave frequencies. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's very much sounding like you're uh, you're saying good effort, but like doesn't like really the... sound like a P bass. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the uh, the musical equivalent of. Uh, every kid at sports day getting a prize, isn't it? Yeah, like it's a pat on the head and a well done. Yeah, yeah, you you did really well there. You did not give up, uh, and yeah. So, I my my critique is very much the same. Is that it? It sounds like ten uh, year old VST instruments from Cubase, uh, <laughs> which. Don't get me wrong, it's very impressive that they can do that 
like on a uh, on a guitar without having like a, an additional pickup and and that it tracks really well. I mean, the the chap on it was doing doing some not really bassy sounding stuff at some points, um, and it was tracking with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're in a if you're in an absolute pinch, you you could be able to get away with it. But if you're looking to like if if for example you're a guitarist. Uh, and you wanted to track some bass in your home studio? Nope. <laughs> Just nope. <laughs> There's definitely plugins that were better than than what they sounded like. Yeah, it didn't sound great. Did it? I mean, the, the synth sounds sounded better. I think that's probably more the the intention of this pedal. I think it's very much in the the line of the organs and the the synth and the key nine and the mel nine in terms of if you like those synthy bass sounds um and you want to be able to make them with a guitar, um this will allow you to to make those weird synthy sounds just one or two octaves lower than you normally would. Yeah. If you just plugged into one of the other ones. It, it it's very much unlocking the uh the dubstep kind of genre for guitarists isn't it because yeah. l- largely there isn't a lot of a uh, lot of guitar going on in in that kind of area EDM and dubstep and and all of those kind of areas no there's a space for you if you really want to um, yeah so i don't think all of you, all of you bassists who are listening, you can you can unclench now because I don't think your your jobs are at risk here. Yeah, definitely not. It's not a case of oh look, this has a precision precision setting. Let's not get a bassist. Let's get a guitarist with one of these. That's it. No, no band is having that conversation. Well, well it, it depends if if uh, the the actual bassist can drive. So, like, <laughs> right. keep yeah. Keep yourselves useful, bassists. Make sure that you've uh, make sure you've got a van. Um, but yeah, I don't think as long as uh, as long as that that guitarist who's now out to steal your job isn't particularly useful. Um, which let's face it, they're not usually guitarists are, are lazy creatures, <laughs> so. and really inconvenient to have more than two in a bat. can you imagine three guitarists all at, like at, you're setting up and they're all trying to set their levels and they're all dicking yeah. around playing like, scales and modes and like herding cats it really is <laughs> uh, so yeah you don't want an extra one no that's exactly it's exactly isn't it um, we've got a final bit of news we've 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 crested the hour mark already um, we smashed straight through that without even Without even looking back, um, but this this piece of news is <laughs> an absolutely exquisite one. Uh, so there was a, a a couple of pictures of a of a guitar from a certain custom shop shared this week, um, and it is it is equal parts glorious and silly, which makes it. I mean the the Venn diagram of like glorious and silly right smack bang in the middle is is the Fret Talk <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Yeah, we it, are the intersection of those things. Yes. Uh, so this this is 
It's almost like the unofficial fret talk guitar this is. So ESP um, have released a guitar to commemorate the 65th anniversary of Godzilla. And you'd think, okay, so they've done like a, maybe like a, a Horizon with uh, some some Godzilla graphics on, or they've done like a, a, a reptile skin uh, eclipse or... Yeah, uh, maybe it's like those those Game of Thrones yeah. Fender guitars where they've like they've taken one of their normal shapes and just decorated it prettily. No, so um, ESP very much uh, saw those uh, those Game of Thrones inspired guitars and then said, "Fender, hold my beer," um, and have made a guitar that looks like fucking Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so they have they've made a guitar which is essentially so the body is godzilla and then the neck is like the, the is tail of godzilla um, and it looks incredible i mean it's it is a very detailed uh a very detailed replica of godzilla so hats off to you esp you mental bastards <laughs> Um, yeah. So let's 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 look at some of the specs because I mean, why not? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Because we need the specs on this. Yeah. On this Godzilla. So it, apparently, it's got purple LED uh, fret markers. Of course it uh, does. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, because because it's it's not stupid enough. So it, the purple LED fret markers, but then it goes up the the dorsal fins. Quote unquote, because I'm not entirely sure that Godzilla has got dorsal fins um, of, of Godzilla. So running up the back, so they're they're switchable, uh, switchable purple LEDs. Um, the jack input is in Godzilla's foot, apparently, um, because that's clearly the place. He clearly stood on it. He yeah. Stood on it. Yeah. It would have been better if it was a tiny little bit of Lego. Because <laughs> even Godzilla, if you stand on Lego, you're feeling that, mate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's got a thin, thin U neck. So I mean, ultimately, it looks like it's built for speed and precision. <laughs> Ignore the fact that. Like behind your right eye, if you're a right-handed player, yeah. on the outside of your right arm is most of the weight of the guitar. Yeah, is 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 the majority of <laughs> it's Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where Godzilla is. You're playing his tail, and then Godzilla is to your right. Every yeah, much so. Uh, so it's uh, it's got a Floyd Rose because again, <laughs> if you're having a guitar like this, it needs to be ridiculous, and and that is the the most ridiculous. Uh, tremolo system it's got a single um, EMG 85 in, in the kind of torso of Godzilla <laughs> in the torso yeah which I assume would be the bridge bridge uh, position um, flick to your torso pickup that's it yeah well it's you've only got the torso pickup to choose from you'd be like a torso and tail wouldn't you Switch to the tail pickup. Um, but that's actually the neck pickup, but that's really confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bit of a strange one. I, I, I think I would have liked the position selector 
where it says torso and tail. <laughs> um, but, I mean, ESP, if you're going to make a second one of these, you are more than welcome. Like, maybe, like, the 65th anniversary of, like, Mechagodzilla, you, you do in a couple of couple of years time you can have you can have that you can have that for free we, we'll give you that idea um so something this glorious an instrument of this this caliber does not come cheap um it is something like five and a half million yen which in normal money um is around fifty one, so fifty one six hundred, fifty one thousand six hundred dollars, which I would like to convert that into pounds for you now, but with our current um, current situation, <laughs> I I can't I do that. Want to. Well, I, <laughs> we I, don't I, want I, to. We don't want to because actually it's probably like fifty nine thousand pounds. Yeah, that, well, yeah, it's yeah <laughs> more, yeah. Yeah, um, don't look at the state of our currency. No. Um, so, I think we, we've we've reached the pinnacle of uh, of guitar here, haven't we? This is it. Ain't getting better than this. I mean, you can have pinnacles in lots of different areas. So yes, this is definitely a pinnacle of <laughs> of guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ESP Custom Shop have been known. For their ridiculous, um, ridiculous, overblown, um, and elaborate guitars. I mean, there's yeah, the Weeping Angels ones is the one I remember the most. The, there was one that was like a sword, uh, like a, a very kind of majestic sword with maybe like wings on it and and stuff that I, I remember. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 been a few over over the years, haven't there? Yeah, they had like I say the, the the angel ones where it's like really intricately carved angels with wings that were guitars that were like the thickness of an acoustic guitar because they had an angel with wings. <laughs> it's just like, but again, they had shred necks on them because why not? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have a ridiculous guitar that's shaped like an angel or like Godzilla, at least make them playable. Yeah. Yeah, and and to their credit, they've done that. Yeah, yeah. Fifty one k is a lot of money, though. It is. It, it is a, a a big old chunk of change, isn't it? Yeah, and like I'm not sure how easy it's going to be to play a gig with Godzilla basically sat on your right hip. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's possibly uh, the guitar you bring out on your encore, maybe than maybe than your day to day. <laughs> Maybe it's going to appear in Bonamassa's uh, collection because I mean he has got that kind of money kicking about, and he can do he could do an encore, couldn't he, with, uh, with Godzilla? <laughs> Bonamassa can do an encore with Godzilla. I'm pretty sure that's a Fret Talk podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe we will have to we'll have to look have at that. Have to one. wait and see. See, <laughs> um, and I think that's probably where we're gonna gonna end the podcast for today because I, I don't think it gets better than uh, fifty one thousand pounds worth of Godzilla. <laughs> so yeah, I can't, I can't argue with you. <laughs> I'm just... lost for words. 
Right, so uh, <laughs> if you want to catch us online, you go uh, if you go to the Fret Talk podcast group, which is in Facebook groups. Um, we hang a bit there. We occasionally post some stuff, uh, some podcast-related stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, check us out there. Uh, if you want to catch me online, it's facebook.com slash budgetpedalchap, instagram.com slash budgetpedalchap, youtube.com slash budgetpedalchap. Wee. All slashes. Yeah. Matt, you are um, Instagram. You are Twitch. You are Twitter at heel underscore Matt Correct. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've done this before. Uh, um, yeah, if, so absolutely just complete thanks for, for uh, making it this far. Um, if you want to help the podcast out as well, share share this podcast with your friends. Find one person who you think that would like this podcast, and send them a link to uh, to one of our podcasts. Um, because if everyone who's listening does that, then our um, audience doubles, and that's that's amazing. Um, so, cheers for cheers for listening. Uh, we do this all for you. So, thank you for. Coming along on this journey with us. From myself, the the budget pedal chap. From Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. <laughs> I pointed the mic at you then as well. You did that last time as well. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, like you're conducting an interview through <laughs> your webcam. Is it? And how do you feel about it? <laughs> I do have my own microphone. I know it's very similar to your one now, but I do have my own one. It is. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get like a, a uniformity in the sounds and it will sound so so clean and precise that we will be almost like we are in the same room. That's 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 my my aspirations for our our audio quality. Maybe we just take the trip every couple of weeks and go meet each other and do it. <laughs> it's gonna get expensive real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how, uh, how much money we can make out of this podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, so here's the new Patreon link, and the minimum sign-up is £100. That's it, yeah. To for, pay for the flights every week. That's it, for a week, yeah, for a weekly uh, visit. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're ending a podcast, weren't we? So, from myself, <laughs> the budget pedal chap, from Mr. McQuaid, it will be a tatty bye, and good night for this week. All right, right, a bit. Yeah, hey, that was synchronized. I'm down with that. I'm in the newsroom of a radio station with this thing. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, you look like you're in the newsroom of a radio station with this thing. I mean, apart from the bed there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And how do you feel yeah. about this? <laughs> Love it. You keep doing that. It's the end of every pod. You just, you just point your microphone at me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah don't, as if, don't need as it. if like, the, the proximity <laughs> will make your answer just... clearer. <laughs>